0: Entrepreneur, investor, and scale up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everybody, it's Nick here, and welcome to today's episode. Today, we are going to talk about value propositions. And this episode, um, a relatively shorter one considering some of the marathons that you've gone through recently, has been inspired by an old colleague of mine, actually, Sophie, who I used to work with at a business called Getty Images probably, oh God, almost 10 years ago now. So going back into my kind of corporate career and it's relevant actually. So thank you, Sophie, for suggesting the podcast topic. But it's relevant because Getty Images as a company is one that absolutely nails its value proposition. I'll get into kind of what a value proposition is and I wanna be very practical today into in terms of how you can build one and, and why you should. But just to quickly kind of give you some coverage on on Getty, So Getty is a business that disrupted what we call the traditional stock imagery industry um, sort of back 10 to 15 years ago. And what was going on then is people who needed to use imagery for any of their marketing material would go to a stock image library. And there was a whole heap of them. So the whole industry was just, you know, massively fragmented and you would have to get sent out a book of all the various photos. And it was a a very manual process, uh, what we call analog process these days. So what Getty did is Getty decided to take all of the images from all these libraries. In fact, they did something like 113 acquisitions of these content businesses over the space of a few years, and then layered technology into the whole thing. So they digitalized all the content, And then they had this amazing search algorithm that they created where it didn't matter where you were in the world, what type of business you were, you could go in and find exactly the right image that you needed for your business, for your marketing campaigns. So the value proposition was really clear. How could you get access to the right image at the right time at the right price to drive your marketing machine? And so everyone got that and Getty is a business that, if you follow it from a sort of business geek perspective, as I, as I sort of am, has sort of flipped itself, been bought and sold multiple times, creating value which is unbelievable. Um, and I think when I was there, um, the business was certainly generating over a billion dollars, um, US dollars in sales. So thank you, Sophie, for the inspiration. And I'm going to get right into it today because um, I want you guys to be very clear about why it's important for you to certainly have an understanding of value proposition and how it can start to transform your business, particularly if you're going to the scale-up stage and you're starting to compete more aggressively with um, others in the market. So firstly, what is it? So a value proposition, what it isn't is just a product or a service that you agree to deliver to the customer. Okay, It's the ingredient of your business that solves a problem, importantly, that competitors cannot so your value proposition is, is what I would call it, your unique identifier and without it people don't have a reason to work with you over somebody else. Now we spent a little bit of time on this when I did the um, episode on personal branding because it's it's the same. You know, Ultimately for someone to work with you they need to know what you stand for and how you can solve a problem better than anybody else can for them. But that's exactly the same as it should be in your business. And if you can't clearly answer some of the the sort of challenges or questions that I put out today then that's the time that's the trigger for you to go back into your business and start to kind of look at things maybe a little bit differently because I've seen and certainly the businesses I've either personally been involved on in sorry or worked you know with people who are driving these businesses forward they have got quite a big change out of getting the proposition nailed down because it just provides clarity and focus across lots of other things that are happening within the organization. So what your value proposition isn't really, it's not just the slogan, it's not just the tagline, it's not just about positioning the market, it's kind of all the things that are important for your your customers to actually get a sense of kind of what you're trying to achieve. So if I go into the sort of why and why nots of it, your value proposition is essentially the cost versus the benefits equation that shows, to some extent, your prospect's motivation. So I sometimes use the equation motivation equals the perceived benefits of what you offer minus the perceived costs. So this is where you'll see that even if a value proposition of a luxury brand is expensive, the benefits outweigh the costs for the person that that particular product service brand is trying to target. And, you know, the stats on this are pretty impressive. So 54% of companies that do nothing to optimize their, their value propositions have significantly lower conversion rates and sales than ones that do. So when you think about it, you want to kind of get this right, particularly in a marketplace which is becoming massively competitive. So I say the value proposition explains, importantly, how your product or your service solves a problem. Now, I've said this a lot. In fact, it's probably one of the more consistent things I've said through the episodes. But you absolutely have to be clear on the problem that you are trying to solve. Then it's the specific benefits customers can expect, you know, which, again, solve that problem. And lastly, and this is the one that people don't always get right, it's understanding why customers should buy from you instead of them, instead of the competitors. So that's, to me, is, is absolutely crucial. You need you need to understand who you're competing with. If you can't answer that question and you'd be surprised how many people cannot, then you've, you've really got to evaluate things differently. You know, the best way I find to go and find out who you compete with is go and speak to your customers. You know, if you're a a business targeting other businesses, go and definitely speak to your customers to see who else they are evaluating you against. If you're targeting consumers, do some research. You know, you can go out there and put surveys out. None of these things have to be high cost, but they can be massively impactful, giving you insights in terms of what you need to do. So the elements of a value proposition. So firstly, you need a sort of a headline, if you like, and that's that's something that describes the end benefits of what you're offering to your customer. Sometimes it can be sort of convoluted into a mission statement. You know, this is what we try to do. This is what we exist to do, etc. But I tend to do it in two ways. I have a headline, which is attention grabbing. And then I look for a sub headline or paragraph, which is more of a detailed explanation of what you offer to whom and to why. And, you know, if you think about this, a lot of people are, time poor, they're looking for the right solution that benefits them. So you've really got to smack them in the eyes with these things, particularly the headlines. So you don't want something which is convoluted. And I'll go through some examples of what I call really strong value propositions a little bit later on, and this will make this come alive a bit more. Then you need, you know, a list of the benefits and the features. Again, back to my point around this sort of, you know, cost versus benefit equation that's going on In some cases, subconsciously in people's minds, you need to be very specific about what your product or service can offer. So those features and those benefits are clear. And I sometimes like to sort of make it come alive with a visual element. So this is becoming more commonplace, but it's quite easy just to go and film a small video of kind of what you are, who you are, why, you can do that literally. If you haven't got the budget to do it, just, just get yourself talking about it. You know, you're the founder or the CEO of your business. Get out there and show some passion about what you're trying to do. Put it out on social media, get some feedback. If you've got a bit more budget, you've got a good website, then it's worth investigating in something. You know, you can use infographics, you can use kind of more curated and produced content to get it across. But it's it's a massively important thing. I often say that, it ends up being the foundation of your marketing plan. And I've been involved in some businesses where the value proposition has been unclear. And as a result of that, I've had to go and spend a lot of time working on the proposition before I spend any money or time on marketing. And uh, in in certain businesses as I mentioned beforehand, I've actually gone out there and spoken to every single one of our our clients or customers, asking them why they've chosen us, what, what benefits we provide. And also, you know, what we can be doing better or different in the future. And it's amazing how once you start to get those those rich insights, what you can do to start to craft something which becomes powerful and really, really strong and something that you're excited to go and communicate into the market. So if I take that forward, what do I think makes a good value proposition? Well, firstly, it has to be clear and it has to be easy to understand. It has to be explained in as fewer words as possible. Certainly that headline piece that I made before, I mentioned beforehand, but, you know, you can go into more detail when you want to kind of talk about the specific um, features and benefits. It needs to communicate, again, this is my, my view, the specific result that the customer will get. Notice that I mentioned the word, the result, the outcome because ultimately that's what the customer is buying. It's the end game. So you need to be clear that what you're providing is that that end benefit. Definitely explain how it's different and better. So if you're really aggressive, and, and this, this comes back a little bit to your strategy, you know you can compare yourself to others. There's nothing wrong with saying that you're, this is how you compete with others in the market. Other people want to be a bit more subtle and just kind of let it ride a little bit. But ultimately, you need to be confident and assured in how you are better than anybody else. And again, this is a personal view. I think it needs to be read and understood in under five seconds. Okay, you haven't got a lot of time. Back to my point around sort of clarity and easy to understand, it's gotta be something that really, really just jumps out. Okay, so the top tactics of developing your value proposition for your organization So as I said before, clearly explaining the value of the products and services, that's the first one. Clearly explaining why your ideal customer should choose your solution over the competition. So these are the first two things, the first, the most important things. Then it's about developing a unique value proposition for separate products and services. So, you know, you might have your headline, but you may want to sort of, you know, if you're a bigger business, you may want to specialize your certain areas about why they're better. So that's getting a little bit more specific. I particularly like the sort of fourth area, which is targeting specific value propositions for specific buyer personas. Now, we haven't gone into what we call market or customer segmentation before, and I'm conscious not to overwhelm you with with terms that if we haven't spoken about them, you don't understand what they do, but it's very clear that many businesses have one ideal customer who they want to appeal to. However, when you get into sort of what we call micro-segmentation, where you're going out there and trying to appeal to, to different clusters of customers, particularly if you've got different products and services, that's what's essentially called targeting sort of specific buyer personas. So in some cases, you can have a headline value proposition, but you may have specific niches within your sort of customer universe, which you want to sort of turn up or turn down slightly differently. And I'll give you a quick example of this just so so it's, it's very clear, is if you look at Apple, Apple have a range of products and we pretty much all know what they are. So they've got MacBooks and they've got phones, they've got watches. If you look at their marketing, they will explain the benefits of those products differently depending on the segments that they're targeting. So if they're targeting a business user, say for a MacBook, they'll explain the benefits of their product differently than they would to a student or just someone who's using one of their their computers for home computing. And that's, when you think about it, it's pretty obvious because the needs are different. The results that those individual buyers are different, but the product is the same. So this is where, you know, Apple has a headline proposition, but it does nuance its communication and its style based on that proposition, depending on the people that it wants to attract as customers. Okay. So you've got to think, that's why I say it's the fourth thing to think about when you're developing a really effective value proposition, because it's a bit more sophisticated, but when you're scaling, there's no doubt in my mind that you're going to be wanting to attract different types of customers because that's going to get you growth. So the fifth area is research, competitive research. Again, back to my point, you've got to know who you compete with. You've got to know why you're better. You've got to spend a little bit of time on that pit. And, and it doesn't have to be you know the most important thing, but you need to be able to answer those questions. And the sixth area, and I say this across all marketing because marketing is experimentation. That's the definition, certainly in my world. Do lots of things, try it out, see what results you're getting and scale up what works So, you know, a percentage of your time should be testing the value proposition through various media channels. It may not necessarily be testing the proposition as you've created it, the wording and all that. It might just be trying that that messaging across Instagram, across Facebook, across Twitter, across LinkedIn, across very specific email campaigns. So if you can get in your head that the value proposition is what will ground you in what your business is because it's about the problem you solve. And then you take that proposition and you get it out there and you test it and you test it and you test it. And you get results, you get results, you scale up this, you turn down that. You're going to get to a plan very, very quickly, which is extremely well-optimized, highly effective, going to drive you leads, going to drive you conversions. And you're going to be managing your costs and I suppose the efficiency of your time significantly more effectively than what the masses do. So one of the things I I suppose personally specialize in is, is going into organizations that have got suboptimal marketing or commercial plans and looking at these various things. And I often say the first place I start is value proposition. Let's be absolutely clear what you're here to do. Then let's have a look at kind of how you can get that message out to the right audience. Let's be clear who those individuals or those, those companies are. Let's understand how you can beat your competitors. And sometimes you might have two or three really big competitors and you need to have what I call a win theme. And a win theme is quite simply the top three reasons why you can beat that competitor in what you do. So that may be how you message it. It might be your routes to market. It might be capability you have in the team. It might be social media presence. It might be the the actual product or service, but it's not always just the product or service. It's the mix of those different things that sort of go out there. And back to my point before that, you know, you're trying to get your ideal customer to see the outweighed benefits over the costs. It's the mix of everything, even down to the experience that they have with you, which all comes into informing that buying decision. So, yeah, so quite a lot in this, isn't it? You sort of think of when I started off saying, what is a value proposition as a definition And just to remind you, I said it's not just a product or service that you agree to deliver to a customer. It's the ingredients of your business that solves the problems that competitors can't. You can see why getting this right and getting this right early on is massively important. So hopefully you've got a lot out of that. I don't want to go into um, any more detail today because it is a, a topic that you can sort of break down all the key elements. But what I do want to do is just give you some examples of some really good value propositions where the headline, I think, is really clear. So to kick off um, a business called Shopify, if you listen to um, one of my my more recent episodes, I talked about sort of uh, online arbitrage, and Shopify is a platform that allows you to sell products commercially for, you know, buy them cheap, sell them for more money and make margin on that. So their value proposition is Shopify is everything you need to sell everywhere. Okay, so just to repeat it, Shopify is everything you need to sell everywhere. Damn clear, (laughs) you know. Now, you could put that next to Amazon and say, how is that different to Amazon? Well, if you delve a little bit deeper, then Shopify have more tools. They have more ways of actually being able to sell. So they've focused their whole proposition on that arbitrage market, whereas Amazon has a blend between arbitrage and consumer purchase. Okay, so good one. Next one I want to talk about is uber so if you have a look at kind of uber again an amazing business where they have transformed the traditional sort of taxi market and you know absolutely crazy but the way they position themselves their value proposition is the smartest way to get around and yeah if you think about it it's very clear one tap and a car comes directly to you you know your driver knows exactly where to go payment is completely cashless so back to their proposition, you know, the smartest way to get around. Yeah, that's pretty cool. You don't have to worry about some of the things that traditional taxis and cabs would have would have made you think about. So absolutely awesome in terms of what they've achieved. With Apple, if I go into one of their products just for a second, because we spoke about it before, you know, the iPhone, the proposition is the experience is the product. And they went out there and said, you know, why why there is nothing quite like an iPhone. And this is, you could argue to this day, there are competing products from Samsung, et cetera. But back when this started, you know, it's right. It was a unique experience. I mean, apps didn't really exist before the iPhone was created in 2007. So back to my point around, you've got to be able to stand up and step up, step away sorry, from where your competitors are. Then, you know, the iPhone, when it launched, absolutely did that. For those who use a app called Slack, which I'm gonna do a, a whole podcast on leverage very soon, Slack is a sort of almost like workforce management application. So it's messaging, it's workforce productivity. But you know, their their proposition is be more productive at work with less effort. So if you've ever used email and had which everyone has, and had the the issue of how do you keep up with all the various communications and make sure that you've got the the timing and the order and all those sort of stuff working. Well, Well, Slack takes all of that pain away and makes it a fun experience. And you can share everything you need to share in that one application. So again, it's understood where there was a problem where email, for example, wasn't working, particularly in a work context, and you know has made it much more interesting, engaging. And that's why a lot of people, and I know lots of startups in particular, who are going out there and they are literally uh, using Slack as their main sort of communication tool. And then just one last one because I think it's relevant to the podcast is SoundCloud. SoundCloud, you know, the proposition there is to hear the world's sounds, explore trendy music and audio. So SoundCloud is an aggregator, if you like, of of all the various sort of music and audible content that's going on around the world. And again, it's a you know a lot of people just haven't got the time these days to to look up everything, and particularly with podcasts, you know, there's so many people doing stuff like what I'm doing, and how do you find out what's best? Well. With SoundCloud, you can find out through crowdsourcing, you know, the most popular things. So if you want to find out the stuff that's already getting a, a popular vote, if you like, if you want to kind of then be able to pick and choose what you want to listen to and have it curated for you, then SoundCloud solves that problem. So there's plenty of other examples. Lots of the really traditional brands have got strong value propositions. I've mentioned Nike before and their proposition around everyone's an athlete and what that means emotionally. But ultimately, that the key takeaway from this episode is... You've got to have one. You've got to at least have a view of what it is. There's a lot of different questions to sort of ask yourself and your business around that. But the most important one is what is the main problem I solve and why do I do it better than anybody else? And then the last thing is once you're clear on that, you've got to test it. Take the message out there. The message that you start with may not be the message that you finish with. And that is absolutely okay. But if you're going out there and you can't answer those simple questions, if you can't work out the problem you're solving, who it's for, why you do it better than anybody else, then you are going to struggle to scale. And again, I I see this all the time. Someone who starts with a good idea forgets the reason why they started the business. So that becomes a blockage for scale up. So there we are. Hopefully, you know, a reasonably shorter episode. (laughs) Hopefully everyone appreciates that. But thank you again, Sophie, for the inspiration for this one. I hope I've covered enough detail today on what a value proposition and why it's important. Again, if you want me to go deeper, particularly into things like customer segmentation and why you should have various buying personas and how you map value propositions to those personas and a bit more on the experimentation of marketing, then I'm happy to to go deeper in a more workshop format in a future episode. So please reach out to me. As I say, you can always get me on Twitter. It's at Nick C. Bradley, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook. Look for Scale Up Your Business. And um, if you're getting value from, from these episodes, which I hope you are, and the feedback certainly suggests that is the case, keep uh, spreading the message, subscribe, um, You know, give me a review on um, Apple Podcasts or um, Spotify or any of those, those various channels. I'm very, very grateful for that. And as I said, the feedback absolutely helps me improve the, um, the episodes going forward. So thanks again. As I always finish with, be grateful, be brave, have faith and show up. Bye for now.